0: and you're listening to The 123 Show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Friday afternoon. So let's turn to our first topic and guest of today. In the next 15 minutes or so, we are going to hear about the Montessori method of teaching our children. Now, we often hear that the Montessori method is particularly effective, especially in the early years. So what is it exactly? Now, to tell us a little bit more, I'm delighted to be joined by Jeannie Leung, a former corporate lawyer and now training to be a Montessori teacher. And uh, in fact, Jeannie believes in the this style of education so much, uh, she started her own program called Growing with Pi uh, in order to help other parents and kids with their Montessori journey. Welcome to the program, Jeannie. It's great to speak to you. Hi, Noreen.
1: Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Yeah, it's so nice to, to talk to you. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. Now, you, you, you were a corporate lawyer and now you've become an educator. I mean, tell us about that journey.
1: Well, it all started with uh, myself becoming a parent. So my daughter is now 29 months old, so almost two and a half years ago. And I remember um, welcoming her into our family. And I remember the first year just feeling, you know, a little bit like overwhelmed and not really sure um, how to bring her into our life. And I actually took that time um, for a one-year career break. So during that time, I was a full-time mom. um, So I got to spend a lot of time with her, really get to learn about babies and young children. And it was around that time that I thought, surely there must be something I could do with this because I was reading so much about it. I was researching online. Um, you know, being a, being a corporate lawyer at heart, right, you do a lot of due diligence. Um, but I just felt something was missing, you know, like all the books telling me about how to get your baby to sleep through the night or getting them on those, you know, BLW programs. Yes. I just thought surely there must be something there that looks at an infant's development in a more comprehensive way. It was not, you know, the piecemeal of just doing the sleep, just doing the eating, and I just happened to come across um, Montessori, and there was a school out there in here in Hong Kong that uh, gives uh parents education, so they give an overview of what um, Montessori is and you know how how you could do Montessori at home and that somehow really resonated with me, and I thought, oh you know let's let's just see what that's about so yep, yeah, okay. and during that session, I just came to like learn a lot about the Montessori approach. Um, and I think particularly for young children. So now I'm training to be a Montessori teacher, specializing in infants and toddlers uh, of zero to three years old. A lot of that is about preparing the child for life. It's not about, you know, getting them into a particular school, as a lot of Hong Kong parents might be thinking about. Um, but, yeah, I think it resonated with me. It just spoke to me and I thought, yeah, maybe this is something I want to explore a bit more of.
0: Uh, Yeah, I was going to ask, what is it about Montessori, that style of teaching or that style of learning that resonated with you Uh, without going into and comparing with the other ones like Steiner Mm. or Waldorf, which I, to be honest, I don't really know too much about the Steiner (laughs) system either. So what was it about the Montessori method that really sort of resonated with you?
1: Yeah, I think with Montessori, I mean, a lot of people think of it, oh, Montessori schools. But actually, when you learn a bit more about Montessori, you become to realise it's actually a way of living. It's also, first and foremost, respecting that your child is their own individual person. So I think for infants and toddlers, because they don't often have the language skills yet, a lot of parents and caretakers might feel like, oh, I need to be doing things for the child. I need to be constantly keeping them entertained. Um, I need to be, you know, creating such an environment that th- this child is constantly stimulated, um, which I think Montessori sort of puts a question mark on that. And they actually pose a question. It's actually as infants and toddlers, they already have the natural ability um, to learn. So when we think about how we learn to walk, it's not so much as having our moms and dads you know, at the side, teaching them, okay, you put your left foot there, and your right foot there. It's not so much that, it's actually all done through naturally. So Montessori sort of rediscovers the, um, the natural progression of children and how they actually have the ability to acquire those skills. But with Montessori, what we do is we give them an environment so that they're able to have these natural progression and natural developmental milestones. They're able to come out, but in a in a safe and prepared environment. And I think that's the basic core of what Montessori is
0: about. It's so interesting. You mentioned it's a way of life as well. And a lot of the times it's not just the children learning about the Montessori way of life. It's parents as well, because it sounds like it's a little bit different to the things that, you know, we we were told what to do rather than sort of given the freedom to explore. So maybe it's even different to how we were raised and, and brought up.
1: Yes, I'm glad you raised this point, because a lot of um, people, when they first think about Montessori, or if you just look online, it's always the really beautiful wooden materials or the, you know, really aesthetically pleasing <laughs> yes. classrooms. The and, wooden toys, I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah, and I think as a new parent at the time, I, I Googled it and I thought, oh, I want that for my child. I want to make this beautiful, uh, you know, wooden furniture, all that for my child. But actually, and I think it's also a tip to many parents out there, is The first and foremost is that you, yourself, as a parent, you first need to prepare yourself when you welcome a new life into your family. It's also about shifting your attitude. It's about slowing down the pace of your living. So I always sort of I quite like the analogy of thinking about a young child as an alien who comes to Earth for the first time. And oh, do yes. you know, do you think of them, do you, would you give them like a, I mean, think of it, I don't know, as a first day of work. I mean, do you give them a video orientation of the office or do you actually take them around the office, introduce them to each of the colleagues? Yeah. Um, you show them where the pantry is, you show them where the, whether you know. The
0: toilets are and the, the <laughs> yeah, water exactly, cooler. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I think that's that's a. I, I personally think that's a very good analogy with welcoming a child into your life. They actually need to be able to, you know, get to know the people in the environment. They need to be able to navigate around the home, not necessarily be stuck in a playpen, um, to make them feel safe, um, and to build a trust in their caretakers and in the environment. Absolutely. So I think, yeah. So I just feel like when parents have that mindset, the things they do. Afterwards, they would follow that principle, and it's not so much as you know getting them the full cabinet of the wooden materials. It's more about um, slowing down and giving that children the safe and prepared environment.
0: Yeah, let's turn to a little bit more about the, the myths as well. Sometimes when you think of Montessori, mm-hmm. you think about just giving the the children unlimited freedom, and they're free to do whatever they want to. Is that true?
1: Yeah, that, unfortunately, that's also a misconception about Montessori. So I think the freedom, the, well, people often talk about it's about the freedom to choose what to do in the classroom. And it's on the condition that the classroom is already prepared. So think of it as creating a space in the museum where you're free to, you know, go to the different exhibitions and all that. But there are certain ground rules as to what you can or cannot do. So often in a Montessori classroom, we talk about the three basic ground rules is that you don't cause harm to yourself, you don't cause harm to others, and you don't cause harm to the environment. Mm-hmm. So provided that um, the things that children do are within the safe limits, then, of course, they're, they're free to choose what they are interested in doing that day. And we set some different zones in the classroom that appeal to the different developmental needs, which can range from sensorial, language, mathematics and also a big one for zero to three children is the practical life activities.
0: Yeah, I mean, when we think about Montessori, it's not just limited to schools, like you said, it also starts from home. So really, you're practicing with your little girl Montessori, Montessori uh, uh, methods of, of um, dressing herself and, and doing things. I mean, what, what sorts of things do you do?
1: Mm. so when i started up uh onto story so i started when pi was around 14 months we really oh. started with the basics it was literally um a case of you know uh, removing your socks putting it in the laundry basket when you come home um, to now at 29 months she helped with preparing her own lunch so that could be making a sandwich wow. um, cutting up uh, pieces of banana I think we've, we've, we've we're very fortunate because pie loved eating so I really try to follow her interest in food and we try to introduce especially now that we're at home so much um, we introduce like a menu and she's able to sort of choose what she wants to make that day so I think that that was also something that really appeals to me about story is that how do we get our children involved in our lives you know we don't feel that we have to go out of our way you know now now that everyone's at home it's not so much we can always be going out with her to do a lot of social things but actually there is a lot of things that uh, parents can do at home and that actually ranges from um taking care of themselves to uh Taking care of our family, how can we be um, teaching them about caring for others, uh, using the medium of food, like preparing um, the sandwich for everyone in the morning? Or even now with um, like everyone wearing masks, how can we prepare little care packages for everyone at home? So I think it's, it's more about um, the day-to-day living and how we can involve our children and allowing them opportunities to be independent and do things for themselves. And I think I've mentioned um, many times is the prepared environment. And I think one of the significant and sort of life-changing moment I personally experienced is that when I give Pai more child-sized things and putting things on her eye level, I find that she's much more willing to do things for herself. So I'll give you an example. Around around six months ago, um, we were really struggling to get her to brush her teeth in the morning. I think this, it speaks to a lot of parents. A lot of parents tell me they, they have trouble getting their children to brush their teeth. And, you know, we would we would go back and forth. It, w- it would be like a 20-minute process just to get her to brush her teeth. And suddenly one day I came to realize, you know what, instead of me asking her to brush her teeth, I'm just going to prepare a wash station for her. So using a child uh, size little cabinet, um, I put out some water for her. I put her toothbrush there. And it's almost as if it was magic. You know, the next morning she saw the setup. She was really pleased with it. And she just walked over to the cabinet and started brushing her teeth. Um, wow. And I felt like something like that, you know, small changes you can make around the home. It really changes their behavior once they feel like, oh, this little area is mine. Um, I have access to
0: for it. It's catered them. Yeah, wow. Yeah. You're, you're far better than me. I had to, result, I had to re- re- resort to showing, Googling images of rotted teeth to show my daughter. Like I said, if you don't brush your teeth, your, your teeth will look like that. <laughs> Like that threats. could also work, showing them the
1: natural consequences of what will <laughs> happen know.
0: if they don't brush. Well, Jeannie, yeah. absolutely. Like you're, um, you know, for for some of our listeners, you know, Jeannie also appeared in an RTHK TV program. And uh, what I really enjoyed watching was Pi taking, you have a small size, I think, play kitchen, a small size, yeah, a small uh, wooden kitchen. Um, and you put the plates and the forks in there. And she was able to sort of take it out and set her own place at the table. And that's remarkable. You know, she's not even two and a half. And she's an <laughs> independent little girl who does that by herself. Yeah. That's so I amazing. Think,
1: yeah, I think it's, it's uh, to be honest, I'm not particularly crafty myself. Um, I, I'm not very good at DIYing <laughs> things. But um, I just feel like with Montessori, it gave me the basic principles of what it's about and how I can implement it at home. And to be honest, it's not really investing in all those, uh, a large amount of material. It's about looking at your home and how you can remodel that so it's more children friendly.
0: Yeah. Well, what about when it comes, I mean, that's a lot of self-discipline on, on, on your part and on Pi's part. But what about discipline? I mean, with Montessori, with the Montessori method, can you discipline your children? Can you tell them, can you punish them in, in any way or form if they're naughty? I think
1: Well, I think with Montessori, the first and foremost principle is that we do respect our child as their own individual person. I think what you cited as an example where your own child wasn't brushing her teeth, we try to emphasize on natural consequences. So giving you an example, if a child doesn't want to eat their dinner and they keep leaving the table um, to go play or read a book, then a natural consequence would be, well, in that case, we're just gonna finish up dinner because you're telling us that you don't want dinner and therefore we're just gonna wrap up dinner. So the way that we deal with it with it with as adults is that we don't necessarily chase them around the living room, we don't beg them, we yeah. don't punish them. We just say naturally, Well, since you're not hungry, you're not showing interest in dinner, let's wrap up dinner. And then let's see what happens the next morning with breakfast. And I think with children, they are actually more adaptable as, as, as many people expect is that, um, they are able to over time with consistent approach from adults. They're under They come to understand what are, what is acceptable behavior and what is behavior that will cause. A certain consequences that they don't want to happen again.
0: But what about in terms of tantrums? What if they, you know, fair enough if they don't want to finish their dinner, but what if they throw mm. food on the floor, you know, and, and they say, I don't want to eat, and then they throw food on the floor? I mean, is there a sort of a disciplinary action or do you, do you put them in the naughty corner or something like that? Mm,
1: yeah, that, ha- that has happened to me on numerous <laughs> occasions. <laughs> so, yeah, so Montessori, unfortunately, is not the magic to everything. But I think, again, we go back to our basic principles. When they throw food, on the floor are they causing harm to the environment yes are they causing harm to others well it depends it depends well are they throwing food at people mm-hmm. um what i did in the past was well if she's thrown food then a does not mean that she's no longer hungry and therefore meal time is finished and secondly she also needs to go through see through the task, right? If she's going to throw food, then she's also responsible for cleaning it up. Mm -hmm. So in that case, I would invite her to uh, come down to the floor and then give her a dustpan (laughs) and then sweep up and clean up with her. Um, So, yeah, I think um, it's things like this that adults can do. Um, And also, I think adults' own responses to those behaviour also play a role. So when they throw food, as parents, you know, do do you immediately jump on them and, like, you know, give them, like, a scolding? Or do you just naturally sort of say, oh, you've you've dropped food on the floor? Then in that case, what do we do when we see food on the floor or there's dirt on the floor? We tidy it up. So I think this sort of consistent approach and response actually gives children a better sense of what's acceptable behavior. And over time with consistent practice, they come to realize what is um, expected of them and they conform to what is acceptable behavior within the home, within the community and within society. And over time, that's how self-discipline comes. Because as we call it, self-discipline, it has to come with within. It's not someone standing over your shoulder and go, don't throw food on the floor. Um, it has to come with them from within. And I think that's also a big um, uh principle
0: of story yeah well i'm sure our listeners can hear how passionate you are about this method of, of teaching so much so that you've actually launched your own parent uh, education um, growing with pi uh, on the facebook page our listeners can can go to uh, growing with pi uh, which is pi and you'll be able to see a lot of videos and a lot of teaching methods uh, by Jeannie and and her daughter uh, who's pi uh, tell us a little bit more about growing with pi
1: it actually started as a personal project of mine, uh, actually, when Pi was around, I think, 18 months. Um, at the time, I had just started my Montessori teacher's course. And whilst I was listening to all these theories in, in the classroom, I really wanted to implement it myself at home. And I wanted a way to document it so that, you know, when I look back on it, I'm like, oh, so that's how the theory and the practice comes together. So it was very much a personal project. But I think over time, as I was sharing this with uh, more parents, and I think given the recent uh, situation with the COVID-19, a lot of parents have actually come to me and asked, what can I do with my 18 months? You know, (laughs) what can I do with 20 months? How do you get time to, you know, clean up after Exactly. How do you get her to (laughs) set the table is amazing. (laughs) And so it's sort of, um, I, I, I around February time, after Chinese New Year, I decided to um, make a bit more of these videos and do it in a more structured way so that I could introduce to parents the sort of behind the scenes, you know, what happens? How do we get to where we are today? And it started as a bit of an encouragement project, um, hoping to get parents, you know, more ideas to really support them for this time. And then over time, it's actually evolved to now, recently, um, parents coming to me and go, you know, could we have more, you know, Um, sort of one-on-one sessions could we have you come to our home or could we actually come to your home to have a look at how you've set up so that's now where I am in my venture at a stage of doing a bit more parent consultation as well as working with parents and the children directly
0: That's amazing. Jeannie, you know, full disclosure, Jeannie and I went to school together and Jeannie was always, you know, one of the smartest in the class. Um, So it's uh, so proud of you, the the way that you've, you know, found your passion and and, and your calling. Like you you said, you know, this is really something that you're really passionate about. It's something that you you started when you you were pregnant and after you gave birth to Pi, you had no idea. And then look at you now, you're running parent uh, classes to teach other parents how to connect with their children. Um, One point I do want to raise is That this is quite different to how we were brought up as well. I mean, what reminders do you have for parents who are sort of looking to embark on the Montessori journey with their own children? Hmm.
1: I think uh, to start off with is firstly, have that connection with your child. So it's not so much as, oh, you know, tomorrow we're going to be doing one, two, three, four, but actually meeting where your child is developmentally and emotionally. So I think, first of all, we need to first recognize that this is a very, unusual time um you know even as young as one year old they might be sensing oh something's different why is mommy and daddy at home all the time i think it's for going back to the basics of connecting with your child if they're a bit emotional if they're quite clingy you know don't necessarily think oh Montessori a story about independence i'm going to push them to be independent now it's not so much like that it's more about meeting your child where they are
0: and to, it's a process um, it's not you know it's a don't, process
1: yeah yeah and i think secondly um strive for progress not perfection you, you know a child is not going to be um not eating the meals to suddenly preparing the meals by themselves or cooking
0: for you and running your bath <laughs> yeah parents dream
1: um but i think break the task into small manageable steps so i'll give you an example when Pi started doing food prep um she showed an interest in washing the rice washing the vegetables but at the time i didn't really think her fine motor skills were at that level so we started practicing with a very small um, shot glass just to pour the water in and giving her things such as beans to wash. Um, as you can imagine, like washing rice is probably not the best way to start, um, given, you know, the little tiny, tiny, tiny rice. But um, and then progressively training that up, you know, stepping it up when she was ready. And she showed pouring with quite increased accuracy. We introduced um, the vegetables and then now she's helping to uh, wash rice. And I think it's just doing it step by step. It's not necessary from day one to day five. So I think a lot of Hong Kong parents sometimes have a misconception is oh, is there a monetary program? Like at certain mm-hmm. months, should a child be able to do this? Um, no, I think each child, we first need to recognize they're unique. Um, developmentally, they are at different stages. And as parents, we need to be observant of our children, seeing where they are, and then providing with, the, with them with the tools and the environment so that they're able to progress at their own pace.
0: Oh, Jeannie, you're a wonderful educator and such a great mom. You know, I just love all your videos with Pi. She's so caring. You know, she (laughs) serves the food. She prepares the sandwiches. Um, Guys, do go to uh, Growing With Pi. Uh, It's a Facebook page, and you'll be able to see uh, many of these wonderful videos and perhaps give you some ideas of how we can um, start this journey with our own children. Uh, Remind our listeners once again, Jeannie, how we can find out more about you and your work.
1: Yes, so I run the Facebook page, uh, Growing with Pi, uh, Pi spelled as P-I, and I also have an Instagram page. And when you log into my page, you're able to see the videos that we've done in the past six weeks. So I had a series called 30 Days at Home Challenge. So unfortunately, it's no longer 30 days, um, but <laughs> you get the idea things that you could do at home with your children and it starts with the basics, practical life um, and also talk about things about developing your child's concentration, a sense of order, coordination and also fostering their independence.
0: There's so much to talk about and I really look forward to getting you uh, in the studio one of these days after uh, the, the, the whole uh, COVID-19 uh, blows over. Uh, meanwhile, mean, thank you very much for your time today. And that's Jeannie Lung, uh, who's training to be a Montessori teacher. And she's also got a Facebook page and an IG page, uh, Growing With Pi. And you'll be able to learn a little bit more about the Montessori method. Thank you very much for your time this afternoon, Jeannie. Thank you so much, Dorian. It was great talking to you.